There's cheating, and there's cheating. The worst kind is when you know her, because you've been doubly betrayed. Your best friend, a sister, or a cousin. And then there's when he cheats, and it's your brother's fiancé. What difference does it make? I wasn't backing down. Not this time. Usually he laughed it off when I asked who she was, telling me I was imagining things, believing stories made up by jealous rivals. I'd accepted the excuses because I didn't want to believe he'd lie to me, or cheat. But he hadn't denied this one. And I knew I couldn't forgive him if he'd really done it either. If he'd really slept with my brother Eli's fiancé Brandy, what was left of our falling apart relationship wouldn't make it past today. Does Eli know? he asked, finally flicking a glance my way. I gave him an icy look. I'm not my brother's keeper. Ask him yourself if you want to know. Lucy, he said, cajoling. Come on, baby, don't take it so hard. It didn't mean anything. Then why did you do it? I hated myself for asking, for sounding like a nagging girlfriend. He shrugged. I don't know. That's a stupid answer. Another tiny tightening of that muscle in his jaw, a burst of speed from the Corvette, and no response from him. What you did was cruel, I said. To me, to Eli, and even to Brandy, though she's just as much to blame as you are. If it didn't mean anything, then you just used her to hurt me and Eli. Oh, come on. I did you all a favor. Eli's better off knowing who he's marrying before the wedding instead of after she's got the ring on her finger, don't you think? I don't know, and I don't care. I told him in a cold voice. Stop the car. I'm getting out and walking the rest of the way home. You're driving like a maniac. I'm done, Greg. I don't care what you do and who you see anymore. His right arm came across my chest like a vice, pinning me to my seat. You're not going anywhere, he said. I'm taking you home. The roads are flooded and we're nearly at your place anyway. Let me out. I grabbed the door handle, but he hit the door lock button and swerved on purpose, so I fell against him. He leaned over and said in my ear, stay away from your door and stop acting like a little kid. I told you I'll take you home. The windows had steamed up again. I swiped my side of the windshield with my fist so I could see where we were. Then you better turn right this second or you're going to pass Sycamore Lane. Pay attention to the road, why don't you? He wrenched the steering wheel and the tires squealed again as he made a hard turn onto the dirt and gravel road that led to my house. This time I braced myself against the dashboard, and when I looked up, we were barreling straight toward one of the stone pillars and the high wall that marked the entrance to the vineyard as though he'd lost control of the car. The pillar! Jesus, Greg, turn the wheel or we're going to crash into it! They say your life flashes before you when you think you're about to die. Mine compressed into a few terrifying seconds. He was doing this on purpose, to scare me. I knew he was hot-headed and stubborn enough to play chicken, threatening not to turn away unless I took back what I'd said. Tell me we're okay, he said in a lazy drawl, and I'll do it. You're crazy, I shouted. You're gonna kill us both. His gaze snapped back to the looming wall as he jammed on the brakes, too late, locking the wheels. The car skidded on the muddy gravel and spun sideways so the passenger door, my side of the car, was going to take the direct impact of the crash. I remember throwing my arms up in front of my face to shield myself, and I think I yelled something, or maybe he did. We slammed into the pillar, the awful sound of metal connecting with stone, followed by an agonizing pain in my legs. And blood. On my hands, my legs, my face. 
The impact sent Greg careening onto me like a football player tackling the other team's quarterback. He groaned, and after what seemed like an eternity, he slowly pulled himself off me. Lucy? His voice sounded faint. Are you okay? It took all my effort to answer. No, my legs. He managed to open his door, and I watched him fall onto the ground and start crawling away from the Corvette. Don't leave me, please. I tried to shout, but the words came out in a whisper. He turned his head toward me and stared as if he were trying to figure out what he should do next. Help me, I said, but he just kept right on staring. Then I passed out. One, today. I could see the car speeding toward me on a tokerai.